Let the breaking cloud share the first ray of sun. Feel the warmth of your voice, let you know that you're the one. Music making you smile, you've tuned for a while. And it's Basil keeping you company between now and four this afternoon. I'm joined in the studio today by uh, Michelle Ford and Liz Copping. They're both based in Virginia Water. Uh, they run a highly successful podcast series entitled Two Women Chatting. And I thought before uh, we kick off and say hi to them, let's uh, just have a little listen to a bit of the programme. Welcome to the Lifestyle Lounge. Join Liz and myself, Michelle, on the sofa at the Lifestyle Lounge as we chat about the highs and lows of empty nester life. We'll be trying out new hobbies, discussing hot topics, trying endless diets, talking travel, outside of school holidays, of course, aging parents and aging pets, having independent kids, how to make the most of more free time, and enjoying our 50s whilst keeping healthy. And having fun. We'll laugh. We may cry. We'll go off at tangents. But we'll always have space on our sofa for you to join the conversation and feel part of it. So grab a cuppa and join us on the sofa. Uh, so that's uh, what it sounds like. A uh, very good afternoon to both uh, Liz and Michelle. Welcome to Brooklyn's Radio. Lovely to have you here. I think I'm picking you both up. I'm just checking the volumes and all that, so bear with me. Um, So I'd love to start with how you two met and how it all began. How did it all start? Well, Well, I I said hello to her. She was my new neighbour. Just a neighbour? Yeah. So we bumped into each other. I'd just moved house and I moved a couple of doors down from Liz. And she was just friendly. She was really nice. And we started getting together for coffee and then we found that that turned to belly laughs and our kids would overhear us talking about absolutely rubbish, crazy, silly things that as empty nesters we found ourselves talking about. We were kind of just at the same chapter, starting that new chapter of being empty nesters and we just really clicked. We did. Lovely. And our kids said to us, Honestly, you two should just turn this into a podcast, so we did. <laughs> uh, Liz, tell us about your background before you actually started podcasting. What did you do? Oh, mm, a long time ago, I studied uh, archaeology and ancient history, but soon realised that was not the thing for me. So uh, I went into events and uh, specialised in aviation, which is as far-fetched as I could ever think, um, and was very, had a very successful business and then retired and you thought you'd retired. Exactly. And then you met Michelle. But that's the whole point about being an empty nester. <laughs> you, you sort of come back again. Uh, you want to first of all, I think, though, Michelle, talk about the intro that I just played. <laughs> Tell us about that first. Come well, on. Well, we were both laughing. One thing about doing this podcast is that we have learned a lot along the way. And although my background is somewhat media and I do know my just way... Just a bit. <laughs> I do know my way around a keyboard. But that, tr- that starts with um, us saying that we're Lifestyle Lounge. Well, we thought that was a great name for our podcast, which it kind of was. So we registered that as a company, did our intros, started the first couple of episodes calling ourselves Lifestyle <laughs> Then we did what we should have done earlier, which is Google search that, and we found out that it was a swingers club in LA. Oh, okay. <laughs> so now... We are two women chatting, which is exactly what it says on the tin. That's good. Very pleased to hear that. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about your background. So um, I've always really been in media. I started out um, at the BBC and went on to um, work on Disney theme parks and 
Then I worked on broadcast with Disney, back to BBC Radio 1. Uh, what were you doing on BBC Radio 1 then? I was a production assistant. Okay. It was the best job in the world. Um, long time ago now, like 30 years or something. And who did you work with at the time? Oh, almost everybody you can think of. Uh, Mike Reed. Uh, I worked a lot with Gary Davis. Ooh, Gary Davis. Ooh, on the radio. Gary Davis. I remember that slogan. We want yeah. him on Radio 2, don't we? He'd be good Take on Radio up 2. That slot. Yeah, that, that would be, be good. Nice. That would be very good. Yeah, um, basically everybody. Um, whenever their usual PA was off, then I would come in. I worked on the top 40. That was fun. And that was the old days when you literally had a stack of records. You got the facts through, giving you the top. Uh, like 40 to 30, then 30 to 20. So, Ran uh, it down to Bruno Brooks. Okay, so it was Bruno Brooks era yeah, at the time. Yeah. Okay, not, not Alan Freeman. And that was very scary. And my, my big memory from that was Lisa Stansfield was outside the studio and they were about to um, announce who was number one. It was her. I couldn't resist. I couldn't help myself. I said, oh, Lisa, it's you. <laughs> I broke all Isn't protocol. Isn't that breaking the code? Yeah, yes. completely. Oh, for goodness sake. Yeah, I was off that And what show. was the track all around the world? <laughs> At the time. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, okay. yeah exactly. You see, uh, now I've looked at your uh, Tantor Media website where you feature, and of course, what you do as well—you narrate books. I'm a narrator and a voice actor, so I've been doing that now since 2016. I love the description of you on the site. It says uh, Michelle Ford, a native BBC British voice. <laughs> it's very true. Well, that's because it was in the states as well. Got it. Got it. Now you've narrated over a hundred books. Yeah, at least a hundred books. I mean, yes. that's an art form in itself. How long does it take you to do? Because I mean, if I read a book, it takes me weeks. So for you to read it. Well, roughly, the ratio is about four hours to one hour finished. But that also depends <laughs> if I'm doing it with a glass of Chardonnay and it's evening or something. That's the wonderful thing about my job is that I've got this gorgeous little booth, which is all mine. And it's, I've always been able to fit my job around my kids. Yeah. So they would go to school. I'd have a script. I'd go do the script. Or if I couldn't get it done during the day, I would work into the night. That would be fine. Or if I could work up, you know, work at 6 a.m. in the morning... So this job has always given me so much flexibility. And although I'm not trained as an actor, it's pushed me to enjoy the dramatic element as well and, and be, you know, men talking in a room. Or That's it's a real art form because you've got to play all of the characters in the book. Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. do impressions? Can you do different dialects and stuff like that? Is that... Part of your forte? I'm going to say no because you might ask me to do something. Well, right I've got now. one actually. Here, <laughs> in a minute, so. Oh no! <laughs> which we could play, uh, which we might play in a moment or two because I thought it was really good. But just the fact that you can put the expression in and it's without hesitation, and you know, it, it's got to be perfect. It's just so enjoyable, and I'm able to just sit there and visualise these characters. They become very real to me. And at the end of almost every book, I'm really sad. It's like a it's like a mini bereavement because I've left all those people behind, and I. I won't be talking like them or thinking like them again. And, uh, you know, I get to do all sorts of genres, um, thrillers and uh, psyche books and women's fiction and rom-coms and all And a couple of, of books that you've enjoyed narrating the most. If you had to pick a few out of the hundred, which would you choose? <laughs> well, I do see on the screen, Meet Me at the Cupcake Cafe. Yes. And do you know what? I... I read that one. I narrated that one in the States because nearly all of my work was done out there. And then I thought, well, I'm going to share this with my mum because I was so excited. So I looked for it on the British website under Audible 
Helen Baxendale did it here. Oh, that's funny. Heck. That's very funny. So you <laughs> thought it was you, but it wasn't. Well, it was me. It's me in the stage. She's it still good is. Though, Helen Baxendale. I don't mind being in the same room as her. You know. <laughs> Do you want to hear a bit of it? Having back, and then they're ripped from you again. Is that you? Yeah, but in, not their in mess. some ways. Yeah, but what they do leave behind is a trail of laundry, mess. Well, everything, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, that's, no, that's, oh, that's from the thing. podcast. That's from the podcast. It's not like, we're going to be ripping off here? We're ripping you <laughs> off here. Let's try not. again. Maybe this will be it. Love it when they're coming up. No, it's not coming up. You see, it's, it's got a fault in the system. We've got lots of I've gremlins today. I've you. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> so getting back to the two of you again, um, I think when we met briefly before the programme, you were saying also the kids had an influence in choosing what you two would do. Is that right? Well, we had thought about doing something more of a, along the lines of events and sort of getting, what would you call it? People together. <laughs> That's a nice, simple way of putting it, really. Yeah, but um, the way we had thought about doing these are um, sort of slightly different armchair events, if you like. But our kids just listened to us and we... We sort of used them as a, a focus group, didn't we? Yeah. But we, we said, get, what are you thinking? Yeah. Just do a podcast. Just talk to each other. And actually, it's much easier because we wanted to go out and about and interview people and it would have taken forever. Mm. We yeah. couldn't have done sort of two a day if we had to go to a hotel somewhere to meet someone and sit in the sofa. And Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this has worked actually so really, the, really well. So the kids were right. They, they were right. So let's talk about the podcast series. I love the fact that you describe yourself as empty nesters. I think that's so sweet. Well, I because think that's really important, actually. Empty nest as a group. There's a lot yeah. of us. Yeah. You know, um, from about any age, what, 45, 50, we're suddenly thrust into this whole new phase of our life where we've got an awful lot of freedom. And as you approach empty nest, you can be quite sad about it because, of course, your kids are leaving and, and you know... You're grieving in a way for those uh, for the kids, but believe me, it gets really good because <laughs> you can do so much once they're at university, and they do come back, and they're so grateful for you know as as Liz was saying to me earlier, they're grateful for the Sunday roast, they're grateful that they that you do their laundry again, and you know as long as you don't sweat the small stuff, everybody leaves quite happy after Christmas. Yeah. But we get to do travel, uh, starting businesses. Try new things, new lives, new hobbies, and new adventures, challenges, and everything. You're not helping the cause at my home. Mrs. R will be sitting there going, mm, I'm ready for a bit of that now. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some of the topics and issues that you've covered in the podcast series. Oh, gosh. Very varied. Mm, seems to be. Anything. We started off as it was about the empty nest and our kids leaving. We just chatted about that. And from that, we learned a lot about everything didn't we yeah. but we then we looked we thought what what affects us obviously emptiness but then it was strangely um things like adhd which is a really weird thing yeah. to say but we started wondering why we were like we were <laughs> is it brain fog is it you know why is it i can't remember I, I love well, about it. Yeah, it was yeah, but, but it was that was a really interesting one to me i thought because we did yeah it was a bit of a self-diagnosis for both of us that we we we, yeah. we, we never told at school that we perhaps be neurodiverse because it yeah, wasn't actually yeah. a thing no true yeah. well that's the other thing isn't it there's so yeah. many things that are out mm. nowadays that you know, certainly when i was a kid mm. wouldn't be recognized in yeah. the slightest and our coping strategies then because yep. it was not diagnosed yep. and then into midlife while you know we're now seeing a lot of our kids be diagnosed yeah. and you think oh mm. well that's interesting apple doesn't fall far from the tree no. does it no no, very true. Yeah. And you're not. You're, what, what I love is you're not scared of taking on some quite big subjects as well. So no. I mean, you know, you're tackling. 
a thing mm. that doesn't get enough. Well, it's got more exposure now. We've talked about on this program in the past, menopause. Mm-hmm. Uh, so important mm. that it, you know, there was a, I mean, a step backwards probably in the press exactly. yesterday, which I, I didn't exactly. know if you were going to talk about today. Mm. Um, but, you, you know, it's a serious matter. You talked about the fact, sobriety, which is you know, another one, and, and how to deal with bereavement. So yeah. they are big topics that some people might shy away from, but it's important that we talk about them. But do you know what? It's a bit of a reality check, really, in midlife, because our podcast is about midlife, very much about an empty nest, and it's celebrating that. But also it is a reality check. We are going to lose husbands and parents and dogs. We even did a podcast on me losing my dog. Not like we lost her, but she died. Yeah, got yeah. it. <laughs> but um, I think... Which, which again, is a, a hugely traumatic experience. Yeah, and it I don't really think, is. You know, people expect it to hit them so hard as it does when it happens. And it yeah. happens often just after your kids have gone to university. Mm. So you've got a little bit of freedom, but you're still coming home to let their dog out in the middle of the day. And then that dog that you got when your kid was four years old has reached the end of their life expectancy, and they go. And it is a real bereavement. It really is. You can't just put, you know, you're, you're listening out for their little claws on the <laughs> tiles and the, the clank of their name tag on the water bowl. And it's hard well, to get used to. And, we, and we, we've had, you know, we've got our first dog and he's now uh, 13, no, he's not, he's 11 years old. But he's changed the family throughout the 11 mm. years, without doubt. And I, knew, I do know, touching wood, hopefully he's got a long time left, mm. but, you know, he is my wife's, you know, she mm. just absolutely adores him. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know what will happen. We'll have to get another dog, but it won't be the same. I don't think. But would you get another dog? Yeah. I don't know, actually. That's mm. the thing, again, because don't now... run into it like Liz, Liz did over no, COVID. Did, yeah, we had two dogs. We lost one. And so in a, between getting up a taxi and getting onto an aeroplane, when my son, the last one going off to university, yeah. we ordered a dog. That's the only way I can describe it. You ordered a dog. <laughs> and Online it, pedigree with a certificate. <laughs> you got it. But, you know, but it's it just... It, that was silly. I mean, I love the new dog. He's, what, three now? But it stopped us doing a lot of stuff. So it's I wouldn't time. recommend that one. I'd think about it a little bit more before. Good thinking, call. Yeah. Very Don't good replace, call indeed. Child Wait with a six dog. months yeah. before no, you're you right. make That's a any very decisions. good thought. Mm-hmm. So going back to the topics that you've chosen, once you've chosen a particular topic, how long do you have to take in researching the matter before you can actually do the interviews with your guests? Oh, that's um, a Liz question, really, because yeah, she's, she's our internet <laughs> ferret, as she likes to call herself. Very important, though. No, I love research, so I'm not... I, this is my worst nightmare, and, and doing a podcast is just ridiculous that I'm doing because I hate being the centre of attention, public speaking, anything like that. I love the research behind it. I love... You know, and we have a website that we're, we're creating that's going to be really a midlife emptiness library for, for you know, everything that you, related to it. So research-wise, it varies. Um, Michelle's the... That's how nice putting... You're going to call me a stalker, yeah. aren't you? Michelle yeah. stalks our guests. <laughs> and my son, who was home last night, did say, you know, it's restraining order on her. Because <laughs> she does sometimes go a little bit... I don't! Well, I, Just keeps going. I, I must admit, when I first looked at the guests, uh, I actually thought, oh, OK, one of you have absolutely got connections because mm-hmm. some of the guests you've had are amazing. And I do know from talking to previous guests on this program so we had debbie arnold on the show now debbie's mm. an actress mm. but she runs on on youtube a thing called um wonderbirds with uh it was the daughter of jerry anderson d anderson uh i can't mm. remember who else is on it but there's oh um no i haven't got it in front of me but no it's, it's a great program and it's mm. done 19 million impressions now uh oh. so it's it's been very successful but of course she is in the acting world mm. Mm. 
so can pull on people regularly. So, you know, you've got Quan, people like that. There's mm-hmm. some great guests on there. But you guys, yeah, it's quite a crowded space now, podcasting. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people out there doing it. So to be able to attract people that then others are going to want to listen to, like me, is tough. And yet your guest list <laughs> that you've had is very impressive. Well, thank you. Let's talk about some of the guests that you've had on. Okay. Um, oh, it's got to be Anthea as well. Yeah. That's our first sort of... No, well, oh, no, it wasn't. Uh, uh, no. Jenny Seagrove both, yeah. came on. This is what I love, I love about our guests, <laughs> is that we are two midlife women without celebrity friends, without connections. In fact, I've been out of the country so long, mm. I barely know anybody who lives here. <laughs> you know Gary well. Davis. Ooh, Gary Davis. Ooh, Gary Davis. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they took a leap of faith. All mm. of these people, however we manage to connect with them or comment on their posts or say, oh, my gosh, what you're talking about resonates with me. For example, Melinda, we recorded Melinda Messenger yesterday. Oh, did you? And the reason we got her on is because I saw on Instagram that she was doing this incredible challenge of a trek in Nepal to raise awareness and to raise funds. So I commented um, on her on her Instagram. And then I thought, well... She's not going to see me. She's got like 80,000 followers. She's never go- I'm never going to get through that firewall. Mm-hmm. So instead, I went to the company who's organising the trek. And I said, can we help you? Can we help raise awareness about what Melinda is doing? Do you think she'll come and chat to us? Well, that was Friday. By Tuesday, she was on a podcast with us. That is amazing. Yeah, and because we genuinely want to connect. We genuinely want to talk about things that matter. And if celebs who have already put their name to something, be it menopause, like Lisa Snowden, or Carolyn Harris, MP, also about menopause, Alice Smelly, um, Jenny I Faulkner. mean, that's a great lineup for the menopause, because you had four guests, did you, on the same podcast? Yeah. Is that right for that? Lavina yeah. Mehta, um, oh, MBA. Lovely, yeah. And honestly, I just reached out to them, and I just said, please, would you? Because your voices are so powerful, and the more that we can talk about this, the more that we can help, and the more people listen. So... I think we do it from a place of authenticity. And I think those, the celebrities that have chosen to be on our show have been extremely kind and welcoming to us. And things go wrong, like, nearly all the time. So when we first interviewed Jenny Seagrove... um, Was it three or four times? We had to interview her three times because, like, the internet was dropping and we couldn't get the recording. It happens, though, doesn't it? She was so professional. She She was amazing. By the way, I've never had a mic fail. Until today, I've been here here 20 odd years, so that's a new one on me. But uh, it happens, it It happens, happens. and it it can happen when you. I really don't have great engineering knowledge. I can I can recall myself one person on software that I'm used to with one mic that I'm used to. Add in Liz and a guest to that equation, and I'm really struggling. So when uh, on our actual uh, intro we say all bumps, clicks, and noises are our own, we mean it. But that's but you learn it. That's the great thing. You've learned that you know you, that's you can do that as you know your kids. Have, you, you haven't got to focus on your kids anymore. You, right. You're focusing on yourself and learning mm. a new skill. Do and you edit though? After I mean, once you've done the interview, you've got with, the editing capabilities. So yeah, you, you can cut a few. Yeah, but to be honest, <laughs> I was going under, and I. This is apple and tree. I, I do think I've probably got a little bit of ADHD because I go into things like 150% and yeah. I will stay up all night to try and get things done. And in the end, I said to Liz, I can't, 
it's too much now. I just can't. Yeah. I, I know how to edit, but it's really, really difficult because there's a lot of stuff going on. So now we have um, a production team, and uh, they slick it up a bit. Oh, and okay, that's really great. Good, yes. So you have gone professional. No, but Michelle still does a lot of it. I still, you're, you're, I still you're, deal with yeah, the raw not, edits. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm still. I still don't want to hear. <laughs> I don't want our production team to hear us laughing around in the studio, being completely ridiculous. Yeah. So I take all those bits yeah. out. Good stuff. And before we pop off to do the travel. Um, when did you actually start the first broadcast? How long ago were you? It was November about? 2020. Okay, so quite a while now. And 21, you, I mean. 21. <laughs> yes. Brain fog there. Brain fog. 2021. Yes. Uh, so, okay, so it's still a little while. Yeah. Uh, and you covered some really great topics. So, guests wise, again, let's go through. You had Jenny Seagrove, um, Anthea had, Turner. Anthea Turner. Gorgeous, lovely. Yeah. Joe Elvin. Lisa Snowden. Um, coming up, we've got Katie Hill, Countess Bathurst. Andrea McLean, and just recently we managed to get Dame Judy Dench. I did see the picture. I know. I, I was a little envious. I would love to meet Dame Judy. She was just delightful. Can I just say that when she came on, um, she was doing like a, a sort of a, a little event um, for Main Chance um, Sanctuary, which is Jenny Seagrove's um, charity. When she came on stage and she opened her mouth and she spoke, it was just like. <gasps> It was just a moment I will always remember because she is so iconic. She is, she hates being called this apparently, but um, a national treasure. But she oh, totally is. a national treasure, she's and she should take that title treasure. with great grace because she's yes. earned it, hasn't she? But yeah. she's eighty-eight, so she did two hours of talking um, with her daughter Finty, also lovely, and her grandson Sam. And then there was an event afterwards, and at eighty-eight. She had done two hours on stage, and then she walked around. She met every single person. She smiled, she laughed, she giggled, she signed things, and she didn't sit down. Like, if I can be half of that at 88, I will be a very happy person. Very true. We know that um, Liz came from the aviation events background, and we do know that uh, our friend Michelle here was a radio, is a radio actor, not a radio actor, a voice actor. Uh, but you also do commercials, is that right? You have done. Yeah, I've done quite a few commercials, um, mostly because I started voice acting in the States and then took that over to Singapore. So I was always kind of the token Brit. <laughs> so I haven't done a ton that nice you would have heard. little niche there for you. Yeah. Oh, good, believe me, it's a great little niche. So, you know, I, I have heard some things on British TV or, or radio that I've done. I think one of the funniest things was once I did, um, just for fun, and we did recommend this to make a little bit of money when we did um, how to make cash, you know, how to get cash out the back of the sofa, um, is to be an extra on films and stuff. Okay. And I did this one for an advert. It was for Giant um, Supermarket in the States. Didn't tell my kids what I was doing. I just used to drop them off at school. I'd go and do something fun. Anyway, we were watching TV one night, and they started screaming. They said... Mum, it's you. What are you doing? I'm so embarrassed. I didn't tell them because my job was to run down a street with my arms in the air, so excited with my purchase from Giant. <laughs> so I never told them. But I have been able to do lots of really What did fun you purchase? Things. I can't remember what it was now. Probably frozen bees <laughs> it was very or something. Yeah. Frozen bees are very exciting. No wonder you got excited. Who can blame you? Uh, so we're talking about the, the podcast. Now, you're based in Virginia Water. Um, so you broadcast from home. We do. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it literally is on a sofa sitting there or you're around a kitchen a, table? There, or? Yeah, we try and do it on the sofa. We try to. Yeah. I have a little studio booth, which is um, for voiceover, but we can't fit Liz in. <laughs> 
so we had to move it to the sofa. And that's why the ambiance is not always You've made Liz sound like a rather large lady. No, she's tiny. She is actually very petite and tiny. She is. But, you know, now there is the odd sound of um, the lawnmower or... Yesterday, yeah, your scaffolding. scaffolding. Yeah, we had yes. some work done the house. Yeah. yeah, so it's not perfect, but it's real. It proves we're neighbours. Mm. And roughly, how long does a podcast broadcast last? Well, so we started off pretty erratically, and we would do like one a month, or whenever we got round to it. And then uh, this production team said, "Come on, girls, come on." Well, not girls, but they said, "Come on." We'd have slapped them if they said girls, but they said, "Come on, you should do one weekly if you're going to keep your audience mm. like." Oh my god! Okay, was there. all right. We'll do a weekly one. So we have realised that the, the sweet spot is between twenty and forty minutes because yeah. otherwise yeah. people get bored. Yeah, I would agree and with that. And what we wanted our podcast to be about is companionship um, to, for people who are working from home, who are cooking, might be on a dog walk, walk yeah. might be on the school run, and like twenty-five minutes to thirty minutes. That's a that's a good amount of time that you can get into something, maybe learn a bit, have a laugh. And get off, and you know you're, yeah, and um, be you know done really, and you can binge binge listen to our podcast, or you can just do the one a week, which is. So Mrs R has now taken the dog for a walk, and she pops you on in the podcast and has a little listen, so she's catching up. Oh, she has. Yeah, absolutely, that's what I do. That's so nice. I think it's probably one of the best ways of actually you know that's listening to podcast. a podcast. It is it the is power of the podcast, podcast. Yeah. and I know these programs are. A, podcasted after and you know, to give you a clue just on you know just on general public we probably end up doing about fifty thousand podcasts per annum wow so wow. You know, f- f- downloads you'll catch up so to us downloads. soon how many do you know how many you do do roughly how many downloads there are there are lots yeah. Yeah. maths Te- is not my yeah. actual strong point well, so no, it is definitely in the thousands it's and it's in 47 countries anyway. 40 so that's a good indication so yeah. it's quite widespread and i think one of the most lovely things about this is every so often our listeners engage with us and we got a message just two days ago didn't we um this lovely lady who didn't know who she was she said i just had to reach out i listened to your podcast about grief and i'm going to a funeral this afternoon and she said i can't tell you how much it has helped me deal with what i'm going into and how i'm not going to be afraid to say the name of the deceased and how i'm going to reach out to my friend and not just let her get on with things, not give her the wide berth she's suggesting. Yep. And that I learned from it too. I mean, I think both of us have we, learned we did, a yeah. lot from every podcast that we have done. We have, you know, these nuggets of wisdom from did, our expert that guests. That's an example. Incredible. Did you put that together? Oh, okay. So the guest was supporting you in on the views of grief rather than your personal grief. Well, that came up, actually. Yeah, it was quite powerful because both of us lost our fathers when we were young. Yeah. And I, yeah, deep down, I think we've hidden it, you know. Yeah. And it, it's it, it, for me, it started coming out, and I, I didn't want to go there. Actually, I'll be honest. No. It was a. It, it opens up a bit of a. There is it, a yeah. cracked voice or two, mm. but we also, I would say, in every single, every single podcast, whatever the subject, we've always found a reason to laugh and find the humour and the know, light and the positivity normal, yeah. as well. And I one, think that's I really important too. That it's always <laughs> what's that? It's me and my. Uh, oh gosh, <laughs> I. <laughs> I can't speak I properly. I crack up so much Sorry, with what Liz says. Oh, I see. I can't, I can't get my words out sometimes. Okay. Well, yeah. We call them Lizisms. <laughs> but the other day, just yesterday, we're going through this calendar to plan our social media, which might, I have to say, is exhausting. But I said, oh, look at this, Liz. I said, 10th of July, it's don't stand on a B-day. And she said, why would you be standing on a B-day? I was like... <laughs> 
you don't stand on a bee like you know buzzy bee and she's thinking in a bathroom but honestly if i could have recorded that yeah. moment and that's what keeps us keeps yeah. us going yeah. when we're belly laughs we have lots yeah. of belly laughs really what, what need... i think that's what's important we're doing it for fun we're not yeah. you know that's why we started. Yeah, apparently, we're not doing it for money. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely not doing it for money. Yeah, yeah. That'll come. <laughs> okay. In fact, on your site, I thought it was very good actually because you have your resources and you have your offers, mm-hmm. yeah. which is a nice way to stretch into getting sponsorships and things like that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I thought it was really good actually. Well, it's uh, Liz gets mm-hmm. all the credit. She pulls all those resources together. Yeah. We get guest blogs as well. Yeah. So there's really good expert opinion, and it has become a library for people to go in there yeah. and find. You know, if your kids going to university. What kind of injections should you have before you go? What kind of finance should you think about before they go? Uh, mm. If you were trying to lose weight, like I did mm. from the sofa last year, how can you do it with barely lifting a muscle? You found because the, you the Lazy Weight Loss Programme. Yeah. I heard about that one. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you also covered carenting. Yeah. Carenting. Mm. That's an important one. A very important subject. Yeah. Again, probably yeah. doesn't get enough attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, people get thrown in you know, suddenly and have to deal with it then for maybe many years mm. and when they weren't expecting it. I've got friends mm. that that's happened to, so I can and appreciate it's not that. just actually, it's not just looking after your elderly parents. We've no, been looking course. recently, yeah. I know Liz is really keen to do this topic on um, motor neurone disease. Yep. Because two out of three um, people who get that are men, so it's women who are the carers who, who get through that awful, terrible, miserable time looking after their partners, and then they are bereaved and they are in need of care in some way or resources. So I think it's just looking at all sorts of angles that midlife women and midlife men, for that matter, how do you cope with retirement? You know, do you ease into it or will you drop down dead on the golf course? You know, there's ways. Hopefully not. But people but do. People, but people do. Yeah, no, because they do. it is literally a chemical yeah. thing. Mm. You've got to plan um. and, and, and gradually put your toe in the water, start having hobbies with your spouse that maybe. Your children were your hobby. Well, then when they've gone, what's your hobby? You've got to start, you've got, like, I know Liz was brilliant with this. She started this whole campaign with her husband, right? We're going to go for dinner. We're going to go for a weekend away. We're going to go bowling or whatever it was. But it's all... I'm going to be in so much trouble when I get home, but we'll talk about that often. I'm learning golf even so that we can do stuff. That's nice to be able to do things together as well, isn't it? So, and what topics have you got coming up then for us? Oh, gosh, we've got some good ones. CBD. You can barely go past a high street without seeing CBD, <laughs> or actually my house at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> it's full of CBD. Yeah, the, yeah, um, yeah. You've got to explain, what, for those C- that yeah. don't know, what that is. Cannabis. Cannabis. It's, it's, the, it's the full spectrum, not the broad spectrum. So it's the one without the bits that get you high. Yeah, so it's, it's a cannabis yeah. oil. Actually, we just did an article for Community Life. So it'll be in next month's Community Life mm-hmm. magazine, all about benefits of CBD and... We're interviewing Angie Best for that because she has her own range of products. But they are wonderful for women in menopause and midlife. We've got that. We've got um, tinnitus, um, divorce, uh, tweakments, Mm -hmm. non-surgical and surgical, life goals, um, sleep, such an important one to cover, Uh, female finance, because Mm -hmm. you shouldn't put your head in the sand and my friend recently was bereaved and she is now dealing with all kinds of probate and where is the tax forms and where is, you know, how do I get the passwords to get that account? All these things you don't suddenly want on your doorstep when you're already in a, in a horribly emotional state. Mm-hmm. Um, domestic violence. 
obviously mm. very important. So we, I think we're planned out till about November of this year. But we'll add topics if they're, you know, if they're relevant at the time or we, yeah. we come across them. So you're it's, flexible mm. in that so approach. If something us, comes yeah. up that mm. you feel should be included, yeah, you definitely. can actually just... Because we can shift things around. And, and it's very joint. You know, we yeah. can't with these ideas between us. Do, does it always require guests or is it sometimes just the two of you talking about the subject matter? Yeah, we've done that. Yeah. <laughs> then we just, yeah, we jump on a tangent a bit up, then. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, we've never had that. Oh, we have had that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. No, but um, because we do a lot of these in advance, we, we've learnt to manage our time a little bit better and we bank some episodes because mm. I couldn't do it. I'm in awe of you about yeah, doing a, this yeah. every single mm. week, coming up with content, doing it live. It's, it's a hard, hard job. So we bank our episodes, you know, like a month out. So we're just trying to plan a little bit better. You're sounding really professional. We've you just started that. doing that. Yeah, yeah this week. <laughs> well, no, but actually, and, and talking of banking your episodes, of course, all of the previous episodes are available on yeah, your website. Yeah. All of them. And yeah. they're available for free. So yeah. if you subscribe to Apple or Spotify or Google or any of those, you can get them through those platforms. But we also want to give our episodes to anybody for free from our website, which is www.twowomenchatting.com. I was going to ask you that because we haven't covered that. Let's do it again in case people didn't get it. So the website is www.twowomenchatting.com. And you can find us on Instagram, Two Women Chatting. And you can find us on Facebook, Two Women Chatting, to get the theme. And on Twitter, we are at Chatting2. And if anybody's got a subject or would oh, like yes, to yes, come along so. for an interview, they can contact you directly. We, yeah. we read every single email. We try mm. and answer most of them if they're polite. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. they're always polite. Not always, no. We had a couple. Did you? Yeah. They can't yeah, be repeated. Well. Yeah, not repeatable. But, um, yes, of course. Inevitably, I guess. We, it's yeah, going to happen. We're so thrilled to hear from our listeners. It means the world. It Literally, it does. Yeah. Because when, we, when, when our energy is high, we're great. But, of course, we dip. And that's when you look at something that a listener has sent and you think, oh, yeah, yeah we can do this. It's the this same here. Fun. No, I can relate to it's it. Life. It's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, funny enough, at the weekend we had, uh, on the weekend show, we had, for some unknown reason, people sending in Valentine's Day stuff that had gone wrong ahead of Valentine's Day this year. But it's, A, it was funny to read, but uh-huh. B, the reaction you get from the audience is lovely. So yeah. audience participation, interaction, very, very important. And it is relatable, isn't it? Things totally. do go wrong. It's better... Do you know that is so much better than perfection? Perfection's a bit dull, really. Glad you said that. You're only bailing me out because your mic <laughs> yeah, didn't mic, work at the beginning know. of the programme. It's very polite of you. Thank you. But it's been lovely talking to you both oh, today. It's been Thank so you for coming. The hour has literally gone already. Yeah. Uh, but great. And good luck for the future. We wish you all the best. Thank One thing you. we didn't talk about, you're, I think, you, are you both members of AWBS or not? Oh, we are, oh, yes. yes. Yeah, we, we're on the board. Well, we were. On the board. At different yeah. times. So just quickly explain been. what that is for the listeners that don't know. So originally it was American women in Berkshire and Surrey. Okay. It's more like all women in Berkshire and Surrey. Yeah. You can be resident here all your life or you can be international. You can be an expat who's just moved here. As a Brit, when I moved here from Singapore, I had sort of old friends from school, but they've moved on. They've got, you know, different friends and so on and still in touch. But when I moved here, I went straight to the... At- to the expat group because I knew that I could find people like me who <laughs> need an emergency name for your contact form yeah, or something. Yeah. But they have so many wonderful activities that you can do. And again, as a Brit, going around Westminster Abbey or doing um, a, a tour of Soho, I'm seeing things through the eyes of tourists that I would never see as a native Londoner. And I'm absolutely loving it. 
So you can go to the AWBS website and find out more, mm, more yeah. about mm, that. Yeah, get, honestly, get membership. It's, it's How much from, is membership a year? I think it's about £60. Pounds. It's not a lot. 67, 80. 80, 68, 80 <laughs> pounds. Oops. <laughs> 80 pounds it is. Yeah. For a full, 40 pounds for a half year. <laughs> yeah. I just do mine on sort of direct debit, really, yeah. so I don't think about it. But I used to run the tennis. I'm mad keen on tennis. Great. I don't do that now since I managed to get my hip replaced. Um, but the trips are great. The activities the are trips, great. Yeah, Travel is amazing. And the speakers, they are prime harvesting ground for us. I was us, just going to say, you'll you. probably get all of your guests coming up from there. <laughs> Ladies, lovely talking to you. And it'd be great if you can come back and see us again in the future. We'd love in, to. In, in, We'd not love too distant to, future. if you'll have us. We'll definitely have you back again. And good luck with all of those podcasts. Thank you. Radio, your loving sorry station.